Welcome to the Geek Sweat Podcast. We, we watch, watch films to save you hassle. It's another podcast with a filmmaking twist just for you. I am TJ and we will be bringing you hot topics in the film industry, inspiration interviews with IMDb listed filmmakers, review sweat on online series as a stream, trailer talk on upcoming feature films and cult TV perspectives on classic shows worth revisiting. Hello and welcome back to Geek Sweat. This is another series episode regarding film and filmmakers for the film and film enthusiasts out there or filmmakers and film enthusiasts. You are now listening to us record live from a very dingy bank in East London and I have brought my co-hosts with me today. I am joined by Jamie or JC. Hello. And I'm also joined by Dominic aka King Dom. Thanks, Trevor. I'm feeling super enthused to be here. Okay. That's, that sounds like the ginger beer talking. Or is that you? That is all me. I'm not having a sugar rush. You know what? You, you are taking the old Jamaica recipe according to what that uh, can is saying for us now. So, Other ginger beers are available. Do you know what? We are going through like a lot of alcohol in this series. We this is an alcohol-free ginger beer. Oh, no. Missold you again. Sorry about that, man. I've just Second got Ribena. I, I, I think I'm drinking uh, gluten-free beer. Yeah, it's called Daura Dam, and it's 1876, and it's got 100% natural ingredients from Spain. Uh, but I enjoy it. It's cool. Is it good? Is it any different to non-gluten-free beer? I'm less wobbly. That's all I know. And um, I'm guessing it's probably good for anyone who's got allergic reactions, I suppose. Well, essential, really, to be fair. Yeah. Although it's not an allergic reaction, gluten intolerance is an intolerance. Okay. As opposed to an allergy, which is immune response. And are See, you- this is why you're here, Jamie. <laughs> yeah. And are you under the influence of any alcohols today, Jamie? No, no. I just ha- I've got my Ribena. Ribena. Okay. Ribena. That's James Milner's favourite. Other cordials treat. are available. <laughs> I need my vitamin C. Cool, cool. Well, we're not going to get much vitamin D here because we're trapped in a bank. But um, here we are. And Whose fault is that? I don't really know, actually. Um, but, but here we are. We're doing a... <laughs> I went down like a lead balloon. Yeah, uh, I haven't got anything for that. Um, but here we are doing another review. So I'm just trying to find out which ones. This is episode 64. And um, today I want to introduce you to a new series which is on HBO or not a new series a relatively new series that came out last year called Barry which stars Bill Hader and Henry Winkler previously known as the Fonz in Happy Days Hey, so here's the trailer these people I take out they're bad people the money's good it's a job Yep. Hey, ma'am. Are you seeing this beautiful morning? What are you doing? How are you? What am I doing? I'm set up here like you asked me to. Oh, right. Duh. This heat is urgent. This is Ryan Madison. Familiar to my slaughterous thoughts. Hey, man. Are you new to this class? Help me out. Ryan, you're up. I'm going to do the scene with him. And action. What do I, I don't know what to say. Wow. Wow. The acting class made me feel really good. I feel really motivated right now. These are professional actors. They're the real deal and they say I got something. You're a killer, Barry. Acting to direct conflict, being someone who anonymously kills people. If you're going to be an actor, here's my only direction. Adapt. 
must let the cat out. When I first started in this class, I was very overwhelmed, but then I saw everyone else perform. A lapse, poor. Oh, forgot my line. And then it was easier. There's always a million reasons not to do something, Barry. If you want it, go for it. This is what you do. This is all you do. Why can't I do both things? I'm done, Fuchs. Starting now. Bravo! I just saw you go to a place tonight I have never seen before. Okay. I see you're still in that place. I'm gonna leave you to your process. They can wait till Monday. Okay, so that was Barry. Um, it's been available on uh, HBO and some places on the internet, which... I can't really describe it at the moment because I think I saw it on the dark web, to be honest, uh, to get some exclusive access to it. But um, yeah, it's this project which stars uh, Bill Hader, who's like a tall six foot four comedian. Um, he's kind Opposed of... Opposed to a short six foot four comedian. Exactly. <laughs> and he's kind of like a, a, he's a more masculine square jawed version of Jim Carrey. And he's playing a character who's originally called Barry Berkman, who's a... Unlucky. It's, it's, it's kind of a, an unlucky name, yeah, BB. I suppose <laughs> um, if you're in the Stanley uh, Marvel Universe world, that's like a superhero name. Captain Berkman. Exactly. He starts off as Barry Berkman and he's an ex-soldier uh, who's had some very traumatic experiences in, um, I think it's Afghanistan. And he's... He doesn't quite know it yet, but he's actually suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder. And since he's left the army, he's been working as a hitman with uh, one of his best friends called Monroe Fuchs, who's getting him contract. That's unfortunate as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Berkman and Fuchs. Yeah, really strange combination names. But um, he's an old family friend and he's been grooming him uh, to become a hitman um, because Barry'd left the Marines. But Fuchs is more of a cowardly, self-centered individual who's really interested in the, mon the money and a monetary gain from killing individuals. And he kind of wants to keep his hands and fingers clean. And he always sends Barry into the deep end. Well, it turns out in episode one, uh, Barry has to execute somebody who has got a pastime uh, in improv theater. And as he is doing a, a recce on uh, the person he's about to kill, he accidentally stumbles upon the theater group and he ends up becoming like an improv partner for this individual. And then he suddenly starts realizing that he can express himself in some new and interesting ways that he's kept repressed because of his position in the army, because he's had to be very cold hearted and cold minded as a hitman. And he probably is overdue uh, a therapy and counseling session. So he ends up adopting this new identity called Barry Block so that he can hang out in the Los Angeles acting scene, which is something that he now wants to pursue whilst he's still dealing with the uh, dark and seedy underbelly of um, the LA's organised crime scene. And um, he actually introduces himself um, to that scene when he ends up... Um, 
meeting a character called No Ho Hank, which I think is a play on words of No Homo. But this No Ho Hank character is part of um, a Chechen uh, army group or gang group who are uh, distributing and selling drugs and they've got some problems with the Bolivians, I think it is. So they have to, he has to try and execute certain individuals so he can get that group can get the one up on them. So uh, Noho Hank is played by Anthony Carrigan, who usually has other roles in other shows with more hair. He's playing a bald guy as part of the Chechen mafia. And he's a right-hand man to um, a leader of that mafia called Goran, but he's acting as a kind of a liaison and he's struggling with his own sense of responsibility of running an organized crime ring. So there's a lot of uh, comedic opportunities uh, that kind of spring forth where you've got a hitman trying to be an actor, trying to be a hitman, and also trying to work through his uh, trauma through performances. And um, there's a really exceptional piece of casting where Henry Winkler, who used to be the Fonz, gets to play Gene Cousineau, who's like this very experienced but now unsuccessful actor who's making a living as an acting coach who eventually becomes Barry's mentor and father figure to kind of help him through his performance glitches, but also helping him to overcome some of the atrocities in um, his uh, previous uh, marine life. So based on what you saw of the trailer, what did you kind of take or gather from what it could be as a comedy? Um, it looks interesting. I mean, you know, a hitman, you know, getting into acting. I mean, like, it's kind of like the worst kind of scenario if you want to stay hidden. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, no, it looks interesting and it looks like a lot of fun too. I mean, have you ever seen uh, the comedy of Bill Hader before? No, I haven't actually. Be- no. Because um, he's a bit of a versatile actor. He's got, he does a lot of things where he throws his voice and he can do different accents. He's obviously um, a Saturday Night Live protege, as it were, or prodigy. And um, he's been in a few other shows as well. I'm trying to think whether he was in um, Megamind, actually. But, um, yeah, Bill, they, they, they seem to have a lot of uh, uh, comedy turns here. What do you think about it, Dom? I mean, it's always hard to tell from the trailer, but mm. I mean, based on what you've said about the premise, I mean, it and how it pans out, it mm. looks like it could be a really entertaining series to stay with. Yeah. And obviously, it's always welcome to see Henry Winkler. Yeah. I mean, I think this is, I mean, in terms of a comeback, this is probably like Henry Winkler's best project to date. But um, I would say. You can easily describe um, Barry as uh, dark comedy or tragic comedy or crime comedy caper. Um, So far, there's two seasons. But what I would say about the first season is it's very good in exploring a premise which feels like it should have been done before. Um, Obviously, we've uh, talked about Killing Eve before. And that is a kind of a dark comedy about a different type of hit woman. But the thing is with uh, the Barry character is he's always looking for like a way out of what is an impossible situation. So he actually starts off as a professional hitman doing professional kills. But then it becomes he's trying to make every job his last job, not realising that the last kill he's made has created a further comedy or consequence where he has to go and kill somebody else to follow it up. 
So um, I mean, keeps on killing. Yeah, and the other wants to stop. Yeah, and the other side of it is he's not somebody who goes into a fugu state, but he's somebody who has difficulty tapping with his emotions, which kind of plays to the idea of him being a hitman in a totally wrong uh, setup of um, being a uh, actor. So uh, there was one interesting opening to an episode. So it's a little bit of a spoiler where um, he actually succeeds in um, killing his first target. And, um, but he'd still, he's still turning up to the actor workshop. So what happens is they're in the middle of um, doing these kind of um, two person exercises. And then um, Jean Cousset, played by Henry Winkler, comes in and announces to the group that one of their friends has died. And everyone kind of goes into shock and starts crying. And because he's still in this kind of um, two-part actor playing mode. He kind of looks at Henry. He looks at Jean Cousseau. Then he looks at the rest of the group to see how they've reacted, and then he starts crying as well because he doesn't. He's not really in touch with his emotions. So it's very clever um, where they create this kind of difference of um, perspective and isolation. He's a very cold-hearted character who can get very vicious and very violent very quickly. And some of the improv that. Uh, exercises that he ends up playing into means that he's got to address some things in the past uh, that he hasn't quite resolved. Now, it's not quite clearly explained why he doesn't just go in and um, get counseling himself, but I think not having that opportunity and uh, investing all of his time into these acting classes means that uh, there's a lot of comedy mishaps that are just waiting to happen and waiting for him to fall into. So um, does this series like remind you of anything that you might have seen before, do you think? Oh, God, no. No, I don't actually. Nothing well, that I've seen recently anyway or anything that I can remember. And what about you, Kingdom? I was thinking about Patriot because in that series, yeah. he's, well, he's a spy, but he's kind of a killer as well. And he also wants to pursue a music career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, I haven't seen this, but... Is, yeah. that is it a similar? series or a movie? It's a series. On Amazon, oh, yeah. Okay, no, I haven't seen it. Definitely haven't seen that one. Yeah, so, I mean, going with Jamie's um, interpretation first, I do think this is... It feels very original and very fresh, and they're trying to do some new stuff, and I think the way mm. this was produced, um, it was a pilot episode co-written, I think, by... Um, Bill Hader, uh, sorry, it was created by Alec Berg and Bill Hader with the intention of Bill Hader to play the lead. Um, now, I think they are exploring something different and it's quite funny that they can be in Los Angeles and play the hitman and show the kind of, not the parody, but this kind of, um, this misanthropic kind of idea of what it means to be an actor and how in touch people are with their feelings and how authentic people are because essentially he's hiding in plain sight and he's actually meeting other characters who are on this improv theatre training group who are not really in touch with who they are. They haven't got a sense of reality. So that adds to the um, the chemistry of the comedy. But going back to what um, Dom said, there is an element of patriot to it as well where you've got an individual who's kind of blurring their kind of... Uh, sociological lines with their sociopathic 
behavior as well. So I think that is um, a thing where if you're a fan of Patriot or you was impressed by what Patriot had to offer, I think Barry's a good series to kind of segue into if you're waiting for uh, Patriot to come back on um, online or on streaming again as well. Um, so like I said, two seasons, 16 episodes each, and it seems like um, the best uh, series that are coming out now have eight episodes a season. It's uh, 30 minutes. It's it's kind of shot in a, a single camera uh, filmic style as well. And um, this came out in uh, 25th of March, 2018. That's when it made its debut. And I would say in terms of um, acting performances, You've got this kind of um, uh, groups, as it were, of the mafia, the detective police, the acting theatre company, and this um, hitman who's not in touch with his emotions, who's just kind of bouncing between all of these three groups. And somehow it just creates more and more momentum and energy to kind of create funnier escapades, even though it all takes place in one small city, you know? That's like us. We create more and more momentum and energy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so are you guys impressed about the return of Henry Winkler or did you feel like um, you'd seen enough of him from his comedy escapades? Oh, no, I'm always happy to see him. I think it's about time that he made some kind of comeback. I mean, he's had like a few cameos here and there, but nothing really substantial. He so was in Panto at Wimbledon Theatre. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, but it's it's great to see, um, you know, some you know some old faces coming back. Um, so yeah, no, good for him. Good for him. I mean, the thing is, um, I think one thing about this show is like it does feel like uh, uh, it feels like something that we you would see. And uh, if Tarantino had directed it, I think because of the, the violence and comedy and the hyper-reality that's mixed between the characters and the scenarios that are happening. So, for example, you get a situation where in this series where Barry's been hired by the Chechen Mafia to execute the uh, Bolivian Mafia who are encroaching on their drug territory. But it turns out that the Bolivian Mafia are kind of um, housed up in a kind of Buddhist monastery. So there's this surreal kind of him breaking into kind of this holy place to cause havoc and chaos. And he has second thoughts about killing his target because he realises he's in too deep. And then in the end, he ends up having to escape the monastery, but have the whole Bolivian mafia chase after him, which then creates a new mess because at this point in time in the story, the Bolivian mafia and the Chechen mafia are on the verge of um, uh, a kind of an alliance or tete-a-tete. And he's supposed to be there to decide one way or the other um, who's going to be in charge of the, um, I think, the cocaine in Los Angeles. But... I think um, there's a lot of comedy inspiration from this character called Noho Hank, who's um, played by Anthony Garrigan, like I said. And he's kind of like this, um, he's kind of like his bald, young, hipster playboy who really just wants to be in Los Angeles to have a good time, meet some, make new friends, see the sights, and basically live a lifestyle that allows him to socialise. And he's not very serious about um, the kind of the mafia side of... Um, of um, 
his responsibilities to the point that he actually wants to become friends with um, this hitman, Barry, rather than just see him as a pawn in increasing the power and strength of his empire. So I think what you've got is um, a lot of questions about friendship, um, duty and responsibility and how people's uh, perception of the past shapes who they are in the uh, the present or the future, you know? Yeah, sounds great. You've sold it. I have nothing to add. You've said it all. All right. I mean, I was hoping that um, you would uh, have some questions about uh, this. I mean... Do you, what was the last comedy series that you've watched all the way through at the moment then? So I can compare it. Barry was the last thing that you saw. Pretty much. So, so how long ago did you see Barry? Because I, I didn't realise you'd seen the whole series. Uh, I just saw season one. Season one. And I just finished that yesterday, day before. Like. So what did you think of it? I enjoyed it. Um, but, you know, it did plateau a little bit for me at, in some points. Um, I, I think the relationship between um, Barry and the love interest yeah. got a little stale at some point. But, yeah. um, I mean, it's uh, kind of a bit of an up and down. But it's it's actually quite amusing just watching him try to get, to get out of the hitman kind of lifestyle and, you know, him kind of like dreaming of what his life could be with mm. um, uh, Sarah Goldberg, who plays Sally. Yeah. Um, you know, and then just, you know, having it all ripped away yeah. e each time um, because he's, you know, going on another job. And every time, he, as you said, you know, every time he kills someone, he's got to, he's created more of a hole. So he has to kill yeah. more people and then yeah, more yeah. people. Um, and then, of course, you know, things start unraveling because of that. And um, then it's kind of like, okay, well this whole mm. acting thing that he's got on, on the go, yeah. is it really feasible considering he's trying to get out of it, but he can't. Yeah, yeah, um, And yeah. every time he tries, you know, he, he, his handler's trying to pull him back in. It's like shifting so, sense. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's... Uh, Can I come back to the love interest thing though? Because I really liked the way that relationship collapsed and I think it was kind of intentional for the writing because... Mm. I think it was important for the writing, but it just it yeah. was just kind of like, it got to a point where I actually found her a little annoying. But I think that was the good thing because it was like, you had this kind of so-called Hollywood romance that was about to blossom and develop and she looked like he was she was going to be his exit into a normal life. And then when he gets to know her, he realises that, oh, she's just a bit more of a narcissistic person who's really just out for herself and she's more... Does he realise that, though? I don't think he realises that because I think he's it, still chasing her right through. Yeah, but I think in um, season one, isn't there an element where he goes to visit her at a house and she's not uh, not at the party, but I think there's a scene after it where she's kind of angry and uptight about the reason that somebody looked at him and he got an audition pass or something like that and she had been chasing auditions all of her life and he had just come in for like five minutes and done Is that the, the same season? I don't remember seeing that in season one. Uh, it could be season two. Maybe I'm going to step I'm ahead. I'm definitely not there. Okay. But the, but the thing is, I always got the impression that the Sally Reed character had uh, seen Barry more as a tool to kind of improve her acting technique as opposed to have a boyfriend-girlfriend relationship. And it's kind of like he doesn't realise that um, Sally is there 
to kind of step on him a little bit so she can achieve her dreams more than set up a boyfriend-girlfriend relationship. I think she's just ambitious and I don't... Whether she realises or not, yeah, she does step on people to get where she wants to go. Mm. Um, but, you know, she's got the, you know, she's got her own flaws as well and um, the whole jealousy thing happening with her friend, I think it was in episode yeah. six. Oh, well, when she six? invites him to the house party. No, this episode six. yes, it is actually. I think it is that one. Yeah. It was um, just before the house party, wasn't it? Yeah, that's called uh, listen with your ears, react with your face. Mm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, she's um, clearly kind of like trying to, She's she's been trying to get there for such a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because at one point, I'm, I mean, I'm looking at season five and it says chapter five, do your job. There is a point where Sally suggests that her and Barry should take a break from each other so they can... Um, but then she discovers that uh, they've been cast as scene partners to play in Shakespeare yep. showcase and they get forced back together again. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed what this show had to offer. It did feel fresh. It did feel, it, it did feel like this is a kind of a kamikaze comedy that mm. could have been made at any time. It could have been made in the eighties. It could have been made in the nineties or the two thousands, but for some reason, it's just maybe from what we know of how people are struggling to get into the film industry now and maybe what we've learned from TV show and film hitmen, it feels like a natural uh, marriage, as it were, for these things to come together so that people can laugh at it rather than see all of the dark parts of um, Hollywood and the dark parts of obviously being a serial killer, you know? Marry the two together, see how it goes. Yeah. It's like throwing a hand grenade into a room and seeing what mm. happens. So, um, Dom, does this look like a show that you might consider watching in future? Yeah. Um, I'm going to add it to my ever-growing backlist of shows to watch. But, yeah, based on what I've seen and what you've told me, your recommendations, yeah, it's intriguing. I'm intrigued. The look on your face is otherwise. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm intrigued and excited about this show. Woohoo! Were you a wow? Fan? I've got to watch me some Barry. Were you a, a fan of um, uh, Saturday Night Live at all beforehand? It's not a show I've seen a lot of, to be honest. And what I have seen would be like way back, yeah. like the kind of Steve Martin era. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I mean, I'll admit I was probably watching it up until I don't know I'm not sure if Ezra Miller was on a Saturday Night Live a little bit more but obviously Saturday Night Live comes up on YouTube quite a lot now but um Barry uh, to watch it the legal way is available on Amazon season one uh it's, it's on got, now TV as well okay cool now cool. TV is where I watched it thank you and um, I think it's 8.5 out of 10 on IMDb but one thing I would say is there are some Saturday Night Live individuals on this series. But the comedy, I think, is a little bit more nuanced and it's not um, uh, set up punchline and trying to do... Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, a satirical political humour in an abrasive way. It does feel like everyone's in character and every punchline is part of the storytelling as well and the character development. So you do feel like you're growing to 
understand Barry. And the thing is, the I think you can sympathise with this killer because you start to realise that as a character in this story, there aren't many people he can trust. And the more he invests whatever little emotions he's got in people, the more he gets uh, kind of betrayed and overturned. So I think that's what makes um, Barry um, interesting character to kind of follow and obviously an interesting series because essentially he's a disillusioned hitman. It looks like we're gonna have to land a plane here and uh, let you all know that um, that was my review of um, Barry. And have I, have I convinced you it's worth a good watch? I'm going to give it a go, yeah. Okay. Um, Jamie, I would say, having watched season two, I think Barry elevates itself to a new level and it allows uh, the characters to explore different areas of what their ambitions are going forward. So I think there's more meat to the... Uh, the play of what Barry can be. And I think it's probably one of the undiscovered hits of uh, 2018. It's an undiscovered hit, man. (laughs) (laughs) Well played. Okay, so um, I want to say thank you for our co-hosts, Jamie. Cheers. Bye. Thank you for coming on, Dom. Thank you. And thank you for recording us to the best of your abilities and to capture all of our sound qualities Gia I've been your host Trevor and this has been Review Sweat episode number 64 64 64. yeah Um, if you want to find out more about Geek Sweat feel free to go online and go into a search engine and type in G-E-E-K S-W-E-A-T you should be able to find us on social media including Facebook Instagram and Twitter also you can find us on different social media platforms sorry different podcast platforms including Player FM Acast and Castbox thank you over and out